Hey everyone, welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I have spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Uh, And this week, I am actually uh, broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, and I am attending Sex Down South, which is a great conference down here. Um, This week, the letter is E, and E is for energy and energy play. So um, we're going to be talking about where energy comes in and how you use energy for connection in your sexual and intimate life, and also how you can use energy to really heat things up. So, joining me on the show is Luke Scott III. He's a world-renowned spiritual mentor and an award-winning international speaker and television show host. Luke is the founder of Standout Speakers Academy, which is a one-stop shop for everything you need to become a powerful public speaker that can influence millions of people around the world. Luke is also one of the founders of the Academy of Conscious Sexuality, which runs workshops, retreats, and online courses to teach adults and young people the steps to having amazing, loving, and conscious sexual experience. Welcome to the show, Luke. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Let's talk about energy and get sexy. Yeah, so... um, So let's start with some basics for folks, because a lot of times people don't understand what we mean when we talk about energy. And um, what I tend to say to people is all energy is energy. It doesn't matter where it comes from and it doesn't matter how you raise it. But sexual energy is one of the most potent ways to actually raise energy. It's one of the easiest ways we as human beings have of raising energy. But often people raise this energy and do nothing with it. So later, I want to talk a bit about like what it means to actually do something with it, whether it, 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 you're putting an intention in or whether you're just connecting to the other person, but actually being very conscious of the energy between the two of you. What do you think is the kind of most important thing for people who are just sort of approaching this for the first time to understand about working with energy in this way? the first and most important thing is to understand that everything is energy. So I love quantum mechanics. I love to get deep into physics and really understand how things work. And, and most of my life, I had no idea that I was a being made of pure energy. I thought I was just solid. I thought when you had sex, it was two solid bodies coming together. And I didn't have any idea that there was this energy exchange between two people. It's just not something we're taught in our education system, which is crazy. And is one of the reasons why we founded our Academy of Conscious Sexuality, because there's so many young people who are mixing their energy with other people, thinking, oh, it's okay to go have sex with whoever I want. It's just a bit of fun. But then they don't understand these deeper implications of what's happening. And for me, I had sex with hundreds of people when I was in my 20s and some of them very dark experiences and they're people I just wouldn't necessarily want to exchange energy with. And Mm -hmm. some people believe that sex, S-E-X, they say it stands for sacred energy exchange. And I really like that, being being aware of who you share energy with. Well, I mean, I I think for me, the thing is, is that that – deep connection. I mean, you can actually have sex and not share lots of energy. If you are somebody who understands how to manipulate energy, if you wanted to, I'm not sure why somebody would necessarily want to. It doesn't make sense to me, but I know some people do choose to have sex without actually exchanging much energy at all. So basically kind of damming up the energy. So they're not making a real connection, but for the most part, when you are intimate with somebody Ideally, you want to be exchanging energy. That's the point. You want that deep connection. Um, And I tend to talk to people about easy ways to to experience that feeling of energy for the first time without having sex. So stuff like um, for those people who understand and have done things like Tai Chi and Qigong, when you do the, the breathing exercises, 
you can actually create an energy ball and hold on to that. So people get a kind of a concrete idea of what we're talking about that actually has some physical sensation before they go and sort of indiscriminately decide to exchange energy with other people. There's a really great exercise you can do with a partner, which is where you just go and stand across the room from each other and just keep taking a step closer until you can feel the other person's energy. And there's a very tangible point where you can feel, whoa, I actually can feel this other person's energy right now. And some people are more uh, empathetic than others. They're able to feel things more easily. But by the time you get, so your hands aren't actually touching, but you get your hands close to each other, you can really feel, whoa, what kind of energy is this person giving me? And do I want that in my body? Or do I want to share that? Well, and actually, when you're really quite experienced and you um, 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 and so we you, you mentioned sacred, sacred sex. And so some people also talk about sex magic and we're talking about the same things in, in yeah. that case. If you're um, accomplished working with energy and if you're accomplished in sex magic, it's not about being in the same room. You can yeah. be 10,000 miles away and connect in and feel your partner when you're not talking to them, when you're not doing anything you can feel that connection that connection's always there um and it's one of the things that that is important for people to realize is that there are skills that go with doing this so one is you've already mentioned it's like you want to feel is this somebody i want to exchange energy with and some people prefer to take and other people prefer to give and there's no problem with that right you can, as long as you can work it so that you're work, you're able to connect together. It doesn't matter what your preference is, but there's that 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 kind of understanding that not everybody's energy is positive or clear or healthy, and that's one set of things. But also, sometimes you meet somebody who's got great energy, but not energy that you really connect with. And so it's starting to think about these things and, and being conscious before you decide to actually be physical. Yeah, I believe the law of attraction uses attraction to bring people together. Some people, you just feel it, right? You're drawn to them. You cannot wait to be intimate with them. It's like it's hard to keep apart from each other. And I believe that's when your higher self, soul, universe, God, whatever you believe in, brings you together with someone because you have something to learn from each other. There's an exchange that would they want to happen. And it can be an exchange just purely for pleasure reasons. There's obviously always deeper things that are happening when, when you do that. Or maybe sometimes I feel a huge attraction for a person and we just stay up all night talking and that's the exchange that we need. Sometimes we do a tantric massage and that's the exchange that we need. And sometimes we have full intercourse, but I, I love exploring why, some people you're just drawn to them and some people there's no attraction at all. It's really interesting. And I, I mean, I think that's interesting. And I also think though that, that, that you can be drawn to somebody and make a choice not to, not to, not to go there as well, because in my experience and some of, some of this from the coaching and psychology I do is that when people have patterns from their childhood and patterns from their family of origin that they haven't worked through, often they'll be really heavily drawn to people that feel familiar to that pattern, but who really are inappropriate. And I always use the example and people who have heard me speak, sometimes have heard me use this example that like, if there were 50 people in a room and all of them were clean and sober and had never been addicts or alcoholics or anything, and only one had been addicted, I would have only found that one person attractive. And that came out of my background. And so that was, you know, that I had, multiple relationships with people who were addicts of some sort. And then once I saw the pattern and worked with the pattern and worked with the stuff, then I started having relationships with people who were recovered or recovering because they still had that edge and there was still a familiarity and that was a positive connection, whereas the other was a negative connection. And so that can sometimes happen as well where you're really attracted, but the attraction is based on not your higher self, although maybe your higher self is wanting you to work that pattern out. So, you know, you could say that, but, but the attraction is based on that past stuff. And it's important to actually pay attention to that because people repeat patterns multiple, multiple times. And that is unnecessary. Like you don't have to repeat it 17 times in order to learn the lesson. If you can get conscious the first time you go through the pattern, you can actually learn the lesson in one time rather than 17. 
Yeah, I believe that God loves you, the universe loves you. And when you feel that attraction to an addict, it's because it says, hey, there's a part of you that is ready to shift and go to the next level. And we just want to draw your attention to this reflection of you right now. And when you do that, magic happens. But you don't exactly right. You don't exactly you don't have to have sex with that person. You can go, oh, why am I attracted to this person? Go deeper into it. What is the reason why I feel in this energy? But people often don't do that, right? And exactly. Because what people often do is they see somebody, they meet somebody. Sometimes they feel drawn. Sometimes it's they think it's completely visual. Rarely is it completely visual, but sometimes that's what they think. And, and, and this is particularly true for heterosexual vanilla folk that they'll have sex before they even have a conversation about sex. It's just like, boom, gone. And so there's no consider, there's no conscious choice made. And so sometimes that works out great. And sometimes that works out really awful. Um, a, lot, a lot of the times it works out really awful. Yeah, in my, I mean, in my personal experience, it, it's it's about conscious, and so it's about conscious choice. Well, we're, we're coming up to break, and after the break, I will um, tell you a story about where it worked out really well. But yes, I agree with you. Um, quite frequently, it works out really often, awful. Um, but before we go to break, I want to remind people about my absolutely favorite favorite wand vibrator. The O wand is elegant, cordless, completely waterproof, and super powerful. It's got four speeds and seven programs and a completely ergonomic handle, which is great if you have any kind of arthritis or if you just find it hard to hold a heavy wand. This vibrator is incredible, and in my opinion, it beats the magic wand by a mile. If you want a 10% discount, head over to www.mrandmrstoy.com and put in Dr. Lori 10. And so we will be back after a word from our sponsors and pick this conversation up right then. What is your level of sexual expertise? Want to find something new? Listen for Sisters of Sexuality every week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There's no judgment here, and every topic is safe and sex positive, so we'll explore them together. It's time to push your sexual boundaries and try some new experiences with your hosts, Taylor Sparks and Parish Michelle Blair. You won't want to miss a single show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your sex energy is your life energy. That's a central focus of The Conscious Living Show with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sexual life is a barometer for your physical, mental, and intimate relationship health. If something is out of whack, by listening, you may be able to identify the problem and fix it. And it's not always about the sex. Tune in to The Conscious Living Show, broadcasting live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex. And this week we are talking energy. It's E is for energy and energy play. And I am with Luke Scott having this conversation. So before the break, um, we were both saying that... um, a lot of times people will have sex without having a conversation about sex, without making conscious choices. It's just kind of attraction boom. And um, Luke said that um, 
often this doesn't turn out very well at all. And I agree with that, except if you are conscious, there are those occasions where you can find yourself really attracted to somebody. You don't have a conversation. You just feel that attraction, that pull, and you feel it deeply on an energetic level. You come together, you have an amazing experience, and then it's over. Um, And often it's something that you need to get from that person and they need to get from you and, and that's it. But those are less common than the kind of fiasco when you don't have a conversation first and you don't actually look at your own stuff and you don't actually look at what it is that's drawing you to this person. And most, this is why our company is called the Academy of Conscious Sexuality because most of my life I was having unconscious sex. I say this a lot. Most people are having unconscious sex. They don't even know what's going on. It's some deep-rooted program, some trauma unresolved from their childhood that gives them a sexual trigger and they're just playing out the same patterns over and over and over again. And I believe everything in the world is shifting now. And people are ready to understand that there's more. Like A normal ejaculation for me, like a normal, what I thought was the best a man's orgasm could get, it's just physical. It was just physical. And when it I doesn't my, have to be. It doesn't have to be. When I had my first energetic orgasm, everything changed. I realized I, I wasn't even interested in just normal ejaculations anymore. I wasn't interested in that. Then it, it, it's just a whole different level, right? When you are really connected with someone and you orgasm together more than just the physical side. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a, a tad bit older than you are, <laughs> quite a bit older than you are. Um, and in the early 80s, I discovered Montak Chia. Um, and Montak Chia's stuff is, I mean, the, the part for men is all about learning how to internalize that and connect to the energy so that you don't actually, um, that, that the man doesn't actually ejaculate um, often not for long periods of time um, and is only ejaculating on, cho- on choice. Um, and so that the intensity of the orgasm is there, the building of energy is there. They're not, they're not um, losing energy through that orgasm and they're able to recycle the energy and, and it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. And there's also some stuff for women as well. Um, so there's that. And there's the idea that, um, even if, if you choose to ejaculate, that if you're doing that with the energetic connection, it's a whole different experience. It is often not localized in the penis. It's, as you say, it, 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 it becomes whole body. It moves or it travels as well. Um, and that, that's a wholly different experience. Can create really intense intimacy from an emotional point of view or not, right? It can create, it can create really intense intimacy as a friend. It doesn't have to be a life partner or a lover. And I don't think either of us is saying that, you know, the idea is that you, you, know, you have to have, this is with your one person or no. Yeah, um, definitely no. My viewpoint, as far as soulmates are concerned, is we don't have one. We've got many. I agree. Um, and that's, Sometimes controversial people go like, oh, no, it's got to be one. And I, no, no, we have many. Um, and so that kind of energy stuff. But there's other stuff you can do with this. You know, there's other stuff you can do with this. Um, I particularly like the ability to actually form an intention at the point of orgasm and actually take that energy and use that energy for something positive, whatever it is. You might be forming an intention for healing. You might be forming an intention for a deeper connection with the lover that you're having this sex with or forming an intention to heal the planet. Whatever it is you want to form an intention for, that you use the energy and the power of the energy you raise in the sexual experience to, to help that intention fly. Yeah, you talked about it earlier. People call it sex magic, but it's understanding that sexual energy is creation energy, is manifestation energy. And the more you unleash your sexual energy, the faster you manifest, the easier it is to create. And I went from going out to nightclubs and just 
crawling around the bars trying to find anybody to have sex with at like 2, 3 a.m. just because I had this big hole in my heart and I just wanted to feel or attempt to feel some kind of intimacy, having sex with people and not even knowing their name and just leaving before they wake up. From that extreme to now, sex for me, the, my most incredible sexual experiences, they're, they're like a ceremony. We come together with, a, with joint intention and we create beautiful energy together and we direct it somewhere and it's instead of it just being a transaction it's it's a, a magical experience so that's nice there's a, there's a nice segue there for me because you say like a ceremony and and actually we um and, and uh, my husband was going to participate in this today but he got called away so it's unfortunate because he's a really intense energy worker and we um it is ritual for us it is ritual for us. And so we have different ways in which we set that ritual up, but it is ritual for us. So we approach it um, uh, like going to church, right? It's, it's our worship. It's our ritual. And that is the way that we approach sex. And in fact, the other people in my life who I have intimate relationships with, it's the same. Because I play with energy at such a deep level and I work with it at such a deep level, I don't do a lot of pickup stuff, even when there is an attraction, because it, the depth I go to, it, it doesn't work to do that and never see somebody again. It doesn't feel comfortable. Um, so I have my regular people that, and so if I develop a relationship, then that's okay. But I have my regular people and all of us like to work with energy. All of us practice sex magic um, because that's what's most fulfilling for us. It's just a whole different paradigm. It's like I just had a conversation with an amazing guy who uh, created this, this software that interacts with your brain and tells you when you're getting aroused. It links up to your, um, your wearable devices. It measures your heart rate, and it tells you how you feel when you're listening to a song or watching a movie or making love, and, it, and you can track your arousal levels based on your body temperature, your heart rate, and everything. When you just have sex for the physical sake of it, just to have an orgasm, just to release because you don't want to deal with your emotions a lot of the time. For me personally, that's what it was. It like stopped me from having to go into in, inside and figure out why I was feeling so bad. Let's just go fuck someone and then I will probably feel better. But then you don't. You feel awful the next day. So in that level, there would be no arousal. If you were measuring my heart rate and everything, I wouldn't be turned on at all. Whereas when we're doing this energy work and when you have an energy orgasm, I call it a soul orgasm. I talk about this in my book quite a lot, like the process of how to do it. But Mantak Chia is amazing. When you have a soul orgasm, it's like you and the other person become one. You don't know where your energy starts and that energy ends. It's like, it's, for me, it's just a feeling of oneness. And, and I usually cry because it's so beautiful. And I just, people don't know that that's available to them. So it's hard for them to even reach for it. So that for me is like, sometimes it's like that and sometimes it's not, right? We, um, we do energy play with BDSM and that's really intense and really cool. And also we do sex magic that way, but there isn't, it's not a oneness in the kind that you described. It's more a connection to, um, the divine. And, and, and so it, it just, it's a different feeling. Like we know where each other begins and ends, but it's, it's this connection to the divine. It's, it's hard to explain. Um, so there are a variety of different ways that you can go about doing this, but the most important bottom line thing here is that it's deep connection and it's deep connection, no matter what you're doing. So it's like, it, there isn't, you know, some people think, you know, this is something that you can only have in monogamous marriage or, you know, you can only have um, if you're having sex in a certain way, i.e., you know, it has to be slow and gentle. It can't be um, intense. And, and it, that's not true. The, the common denominator is it has to be conscious. Vulnerability and openness that my two top sexual moments, they're both with my wife and both times my heart opened in a way I never knew it could before and I was so overwhelmed with love for her and for myself and for everything and just felt the oneness of it 
and I know you do a lot of kinkier stuff. And when we spoke uh, on a panel together, you tell me all these amazing experiences you have, and and we're really into that kind of stuff. We're just at the start of that that journey for us. So I'm really looking forward to exploring the BDSM energy work more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we're um, we're a couple of minutes from break again, and actually, I'll pick that subject up afterwards and talk a bit about what energy play looks like if you're doing um, BDSM and and all the different forms that it can take, and um, and how you go about learning to do this. And there are some a couple of tips that I can give as well about that, um, which I'll I'll do when we get back, um, and. We will have a word from our sponsors and then be back at you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And we are doing E is for Energy and Energy Play this week. And I'm talking with Luke Scott. And before the break, we brought up kink and BDSM. So that's where we're going to start back. Um, So first, I wanted to talk a little bit about the different ways in which you might test out some of this. So any of you who are into um, impact play, this is one of the easiest ways to kind of test out what energy play looks like in kink and BDSM. If you like impact play, and if you're not sure what that is, that includes things like spanking, flogging, canes, anything that makes an impact on the body, right? Um, One of the things that's really cool to do is to Spank somebody without adding anything to it. And once you've done that, see how the person responds. The second time you hit them with the same intensity, but push the energy through your hand into them and watch the response. It will make someone jump. And it's that simple to practice the difference. So you focus, some people like to visualize it, and you can visualize the energy coming up from 
your spine or you can visualize it coming down from just above the top of your head. If you have studied um, anything to do with chakras, that is typically the way, but some people use different systems like um, Kabbalistic system has little different pathways, still the same central pillar. And that's what you're looking for. The center pillar comes down from the top of your head and comes out through the bottom of your spine and you ground it right into the ground. So pulling the end, practicing feeling that and moving energy up and down, which you can do with tantric practices. You can do that with simple breath meditation and focusing on that as well. And then moving the energy to different parts of your body. And once you're adept at that, then you can start doing it more of it with another person. This was a game changer for me using breath during sex and during energy play. In my book, I talk about these five foundational principles of how you activate and awaken your sexual energy, and breath is one of them. When you breathe deeply into your, most people breathe very shallow. They just breathe into their chest. When you breathe deeply, all imagine you can breathe all the way down to the base of your spine. It activates and awakens energies in ways you don't even know, and it brings you really into the present. Well, and then what, you, yes. And then, and then you can use your breath to circulate your energy around so it's not just localized in your genitals. And this helps people avoid things like premature ejaculation, where it's you know, just a lot of sensation in the genitals. Breathe that around your body. Breathe it around your partner's body. Create a cycle between you. It, there's so many possibilities with it. So starting with this and just talking about breath for a minute, I, go, I take it back even more basic. Most people don't breathe when they're having sex. What they do is they hold their breath right? The more aroused they get, you, you get, <gasps> right. And, and so it, it, what you're doing is you're damming everything up when you do that. So it can be, take a while to, to, to actually break that habit. When people get close to orgasm, they tend to hold their breath, not helpful. Um, and so whatever way you want to do breath work, and there are many different methods of it, even if all you do is practice deep breathing and and paying attention to your breath and then start putting activities in with that. Even if that's all you do, that will completely change things because most of us tend to, you know, and then everything, and then everything's dammed up and stopped and everybody. And, and also we tense. Yeah. Now there's some good tensing to be had because, and particularly if you're going to do BDSM and you're getting into all sorts of BDSM play, tense and release is a really, is a lot of fun with that. But many of us tense up and hold it and hold it and hold it. And then orgasm is like, boom, because we've been so tense. It, it's the relaxation that comes with it that knocks you out. You have less energy, not more, because the level of tension you've been holding when you release it. So there's also that. It's learning to relax. Energy loves, energy loves to flow. Everything loves to flow. And when you keep it stuck, it's playing small, you're only going to get a small amount of pleasure. If you want to get big pleasure, you need to expand rather than contract. Right? And, and like you said, you can play with the dynamic of tensing a uh, for guys, um, you tense your PC muscle. It's really great. And, and the uh, Kegel exercises you can do for women to really like strengthen that it's area as well. It's yeah. the same muscles. And it does a lot of good stuff by doing that. Not yeah. only keeps genital health, but it does a lot of good stuff. And then you can learn to do all sorts of fun stuff with that. There's a, there's a technique that um, is taught in lots of different books. I think Mantak Chia talks about it as well. It's about pushing for a guy pushing your sexual energy up your spine some people call it the mm -hmm. big draw so you use your pc muscle and your breath to bring the energy up and out the top of your head rather than just staying in the penis and this is how you have uh, multiple orgasms as a guy you become multiple multiply orgasmic and it all starts with that tensing but in the right way controlled with consciousness which is what we're all talking about right? and actually for women um for women the same because um women will often have that that tensing as well and and the tensing and the small release rather than being able to do it so um some take the energy from the genital area and push it up others of us take the energy that we have from the divine above us and we actually bring it down 
and bring it down into the body and move it around the body and then trade it back and forth with the person that, that you are with um, rather than bringing it up. There, for some things, we might bring it up. There are different different to create different sensations, to do different pieces of magic depends on where you're going to pull energy from and how you're going to move it around the body. But it doesn't matter which system you're using. They all are generally doing the same thing. The whole idea is to get you first present, which is for many people, the hardest part of this. Many people are not at all present during sex. And um, if you think about, I'm going to give an extreme example because people don't usually do this, but if you think about what would it be like to have sex while you're texting on your phone, right? You don't have to be doing something that drastic. Many people in their heads are doing something like that. They're work tomorrow. They're thinking about the problems of the day and they're not actually present with their partner. And what that does is completely dissipate energy. We, we run retreats and we, our retreat last year that we ran, a woman came on it and she was amazing, really beautiful person, but she hadn't had an orgasm in over 10 years. And when we got to the real root cause of why that was, it's because she wore a wig. And the whole time she was having sex with a partner, she was worried her wig was going to fall off for 10 years. And so she couldn't be present. She wasn't fully in her body. She was in her head. Mm-hmm. Her energy was in her head. Instead of being circulated around and being where it wanted to be and flowing, it was stuck. And it's as simple as that one thing, take your wig off. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, and, and, it's, so, and sometimes that's what it is. And sometimes it's a more chronic problem where, yeah. you know, people just don't know how to let go of the problems of the day or the issues or whatever's going on and actually focus. And unfortunately, um, I think in the last 20 years, it's become a worse problem because we're encouraged to multitask all the time. And so people rarely do one thing at a time. They do many things at once. That doesn't work for intimacy. If you're trying to do your grocery list and, and make love, fuck, whatever it is you're trying to do, it doesn't work. You need to actually focus on what it is that you're doing in order to really connect and really get stuff out of it. So, you know, I always talk to people about like if you've had a really bad day, you know, the first thing you do when you get home is not decide to jump in bed with your partner because you want to feel good because you're kind of setting yourself up for a not very together experience. The first thing you should be doing is finding a way to clear your head and coming with that. I know something you're really passionate about is boundaries and consent. And it's something Mm. I I talk about a lot is not to have sex with someone who doesn't want to be there. If you're, if you ask your partner, would you like to have sex? And they're worried, they're stressed, they're anxious. That's not going to be a great experience for you. If you say, Hey, would you like to have sex? And they're like, "Mm, not really. You can guilt trip them. You can pressure them. Like, come on, we haven't done it in a long time. And they go, okay, fine. It's not going to be an amazing experience, very unlikely. Whereas if you say, hey, would you like to come have sex or be intimate together? And they're like, yeah, I would love that. Your chances of it being a great experience are much, much higher. I think a lot of people have sex when their bodies don't really want to or they're intimate when they're, they, they're, not, they're not really in the right space. And so, like you said, setting themselves up to fail. So um, we're, we're close to break. The next segment, I do want to talk about that. And there is one situation in which I tell people to just start having sex to see what happens. And that's when people have really low libido. Um, sometimes people have low libido because they're on medication that takes the libido away. Other times it's menopause. And so it's when it's not a, a, a purely psychological reason for low libido, when it may well have a, a physical cause, um, sometimes getting started actually brings the arousal back. And so that's the only time that I recommend, but not the partner forcing you to do this. Like you go, your partner says, Hey, you want to have sex? And you're like, not really, but you know that that's always going to be your answer right now. You try it to see where you get. And if you start enjoying yourself, great, you go on and do it. And if you're not enjoying yourself, you say, yeah, I'm sorry, we got to stop. This isn't working for me. Um, So in the next segment, we are going to talk about, Um, consent because that is hugely important and um, 
also um, a bit more about some of the fun things that you can do and um, where you can find us and resources and all of that. So we'll see you after a, um, a word from the sponsors. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Over 20 million people in America struggle with substance use. This impacts both the people who are using and loved ones who are trying to help. Still, there is hope. Tune in to the Beyond Addiction Show with host Josh King. You'll hear from experts and get the real information you need to understand and assist in change. Change can be hard. It doesn't have to be confusing. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Perspectives with Dr. Badisha Patel is a program that explores emotional management for a healthier lifestyle. On each program, we discuss ideas that support emotional well-being, such as mental illness, relationships, parenting, and family connections, and much more. If you are facing challenges in your life, you can grow and learn by exploring new techniques in dealing with stress, anxiety, and relationships. Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel airs live Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex. We are in our last segment today of E is for Energy Play, and I am here with Luke Scott. And before the break, I said that we were going to talk a little bit about consent um, to start with because Luke brought it up, and it is a really important topic. Um, You need to get consent for anything you do, and it's not just for some of the more extreme things you do. It's anything you do, and what you need, we now say, is called enthusiastic, right? If somebody is um, sort of lackluster about the idea, you cannot assume they're going to be okay with it afterwards, and so those are the times where you just back off. And go do your own thing. If you really want to have sex badly and your partner's really not interested, there is always really good solo sex to be had. And masturbation is a really good thing to do. So, you know, you can always satisfy your urges that way. Where you have a mismatch in sexual desire, sometimes um, you can bring yourselves to like a middle ground. And sometimes opening the relationship up is the answer. So that you don't kind of rely on one person to meet all your needs, that you have more than one person meeting your needs. But consent is really, really important. Consent is massive. If you're going to exchange energy with someone, you need to ask them, even if it's a conversation, hey, can I tell you how my day is? Mm, Not really. I'm kind of busy right now. If you start then sharing how your day is, you're really going to inconvenience that person. <laughs> and as you ask for more of their energy, like if it's for a massage, if it's for full intercourse, you really need to check in. But even for a conversation, like I say to my wife all the time, you need to ask me. Like I if you actually, want to talk about something important, you just ask me, can I speak to you now? Is this a good time? And, and yeah, so I don't even look at that so much as consent, as um, which it is. Consent is part of it, but but the idea of actually making the the appropriate time and safe space to do things. And you know, the number of, of times the, the classic example is the football game's on, and the woman's standing in front of the television during the football game, like wanting to have an important, serious conversation with their spouse, 
and it's not going to happen. That's not an appropriate time. You won't be getting their attention. They won't be present because they're involved in something else. So it's consent and it's like making sure to honor that time and space. And that should be the case, not just for, you know, for conversations, but for everything that you are doing with someone else is that's the only way you can manage to do it mindfully and present. If you're actually checking in with somebody before you, you move forward and ask. One of the resistances I get from people around this is to say, well, does that not make sex really boring? And I say, no, this is a massive turn on. What, consent? Down, Why sit, would consent make sex boring? You sit down with your partner and you say, this is exactly what I would love to do with you right now. Would you like to do that? And you outline exactly what you want. And you don't have to be so rigid with it. You, but you say, this is what my desire is. And then that is incredibly attractive. It builds massive polarity, which is another thing around energy we should definitely talk about is polarity. It builds this huge polarity between you and, and they might not always say yes and expect them to say no. And you have to be okay with them saying no. If this is still really important desire for you and your partner doesn't want to do it, then you can open a conversation about how can you get this need fulfilled? Is this something that you really want to go explore by yourself do you want to talk about opening your relationship like you said but talking about your desires is so hot and most people don't do it like you said they get straight to fucking and they miss out on this incredible opportunity to really get their desires met right i mean talking about your desires is essential and it is certainly something that i think really translate from translate from the kink and bdsm community where um, people talk about their desires a lot more before they get together because the only way you can find out if somebody is going to fit with you is if you have a conversation because it's not an off-the-shelf sexual activity, right? If you are um, having a straight sex, whether you're heterosexual or homosexual, it's like it's, there are certain activities and there, you just pick them off the shelf, right? And you can do them without having a conversation, so people often do that. But if you're doing something out of the ordinary, in order to find out if you're actually going to want to do that with me, I have to tell you about what it is I want and you have to tell me about what it is you want. So you can do that with just off the shelf stuff and you'll actually have much better sex because you'll know more about what really turns your partner on and they'll know more about what turns you on. Um, I know people are really shy about this because we don't learn how to talk about sex with our partners. Um, you know, we're not taught that in school. Nobody emphasizes desire. So um, well, often I recommend if you're really feeling too shy, you know, find some erotica that kind of depicts the things that you want to do and either give it to your partner to read and see what their reaction is. Say, hey, this was good. Give it to them to read and see what their reaction is and start a discussion from that or um, read it out loud to each other and see what the reaction is. And if you're getting a positive reaction, you can move from that to actually, you know, this is something I think I want to try. How do you feel about that? And that kind of breaks the ice. If you're finding it really difficult to talk, you can do that with films as well. Um, both pornography or um, some of the more art films that are, you know, very sexy and incredibly hot and not quite pornography. Um, if you're interested, I've got a book called an ebook called 74 movies that, that aren't porn that has 74 movies that are all quite hot for different people, but they're not pornography and links to how you can go and get each one of those movies. You can try those out and watch them together and see if there's something that sparks a conversation. That sounds amazing. Get the talking happening. That sounds amazing. Please send me the link. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sold. That's um, great. So you will get that link. It won't be till next week because I have to move it from where it was, it was stored. <laughs> I'll, I'll actually probably send just send you the ebook right now. Amazing. The link. Um, Amazing. So um, when, when it comes to communication, this is a really important part of energy. We, the way I do it with my wife is we have more formal, we call them relationship meetings. And we like to have this once a month where we sit down, we book out half a day, we book out three, four hours and we sit down and we, we list our highest values. We talk about what's really working for us, what's really turning us on. We talk about what we would like to experiment with, what we'd like to try, what things we'd like to add in and create this place for feedback, which I never did in previous relationships. This is completely new ground. Feedback is essential. And then as well as that, you have more informal things. So sometimes I'll just message my wife on WhatsApp and I'll say, I had this dream. It was really hot. 
I've got this desire. Can we have a chat about it? And then she'll say, yes, call me now. Or actually, now's not a great time. Let's talk about it this evening. And we'll book in some time where we can both be focused, give it each other full energy, full attention, and then express our desires. Just Absolutely. that one shift will change your whole relationship Absolutely. with your partners. So one of the things I said I was going to talk about was human drum circle. And I don't want us to run out of time before talking about this. Let me explain what this is. Um, So many of you may have either heard of a drum circle or attended a drum circle where people get together with their drums and they drum to raise energy and they drum sometimes for worship and they drum sometimes for healing, but they all get together and drum and really raise energy. So a human drum circle is made up of drums that are human beings. So if you're going to do this, you know you're doing impact play, right? Because you're going to be the drum and your partner is going to be the drummer. And you drum and raise energy in the same way that you would if you had a non-human drum. But it's a hell of a lot more fun. (laughs) For those of you who are in the London area or anywhere in the UK and are interested about learning about this and getting to try it, on the 23rd of September, um, my husband and I are teaching a workshop at Women's Erotic Emporium, and you can find the link on their website um, and come and check it out because we're really going to we're going to have a, a good time and everybody will get to try if they want to. Um, it's something that's a lot of fun, and I highly recommend doing that. Luke, where can they find you if they want to connect with you? If you would like to connect with me, you can visit my website, which is Luke Scott Official. Dot com and on there there's a contact page and you can message me directly i get those messages they come straight to me if there's anything you're interested in but the most exciting thing we have coming up right now is our six-day conscious sexuality retreat which is in bali so if you want to come spend a week with me and my three amazing business partners in bali we are going deep into everything conscious sexuality we have a love temple where you can put the things into practice. And we also have a conscious kink temple. One of my business partners, Eugenia, is amazing at kink. And she will be teaching you and guiding you with how you can explore some of the not-so-vanilla stuff, how you can maybe stretch yourself a little bit or a lot <laughs> in, a, in a really safe space. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, we'd love to, uh, for you to connect. Um, I'm on all social medias too, YouTube, Luke Scott Official, Instagram is Spiritual Speaking, and Facebook is Luke Scott. Brilliant. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. If you've got any more questions, you can email me at laurybeth at drlaurybethbisbee.com. If you have an idea for the show, please, 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 please send it in. I will consider all ideas. If there's a guest you think I should have, send in their name as well. Um. Join me next week when the letter will be F and F is for fucking. I hope you have a hot, healthy, and sexy week. And I'll see y'all next time.